too. Jeez. I mean, I usually don't fall for that, too. Like, um, vacation porn? Oh, As much. But I kind of, like, lately, like... We've we've been on a Sandler run lately, which kind of started it. That's kind of one of Sandler's like trademarks is a little bit of vacation in his movies. But man, like this one, I was like, I'm done. I'm ready for vacation. Like send me to Provence. I want to go to the south of France and drink wine and hang out. Wine too. I hate wine, and I would like get into it. I'd get into it. Mm. Oh yeah, I would like build you know it's funny like uh my grandfather he uh when my uncle had a restaurant in mexico uh my grandpa was like the sommelier even though he hated wine he does mm. not like wine at all but he like loved oh, he's the, cursed like, with a nose and he's cursed with the, the taste yeah he knows oh. he knows the things he knows what tannins are <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> the ultimate uh punishment cosmic punishment oh man by the way i have a uh fine Vintage of uh, have a Coppola's finest to uh, have a Pinot Grige. Ooh, there you Ooh. go. Mm. Yeah, it feels like I'm uh, drinking Tetro. <laughs> like Hello, drinking... and welcome to the award winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable. And uh, I'm, I'm just easing into this scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm just you know, kind of like lazy uh, summer, summer evening in wine country, Patrick Ramian. Oh, and well, uh, welcome to the academy, and welcome mm. to wine country. This week on the show, mm. a good year. And one question for you, Patrick. Mm-hmm. The fuck does that mean? A good year? Is that the wine? Because he wasn't oh. there for a year. I was no. assuming it was going to be like a year, like a calendar year for him to learn a valuable lesson about the finer things in life. Yeah, like I, I was, yeah, I was expecting like, you know, uh, like February to appear on the screen. I want a Chiron for like December. Yeah. He, snow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and he's got to bring in those berries mm. or grapes. True. Or, well, not berries. Sweet berry wine. Steve, what kind of wine is that you're drinking? I can't see, hun. Sweet berry wine. <laughs> oh man, I might put a little. I might insert that clip. Yeah, uh, so a, treat, a little treat to myself. We are talking about Ridley Scott's mm. 2006 romantic comedy? Question mark. <laughs> What the hell? Yes. <laughs> what? A good year. Uh, mm. 20th Century Fox released release on November 10th of 2006. Oh, 20. I was nary 24 years old at that time. And I was, I, you know what? We were mm. talking about this is 40 last week. Maybe mm. this is another one of those. I only get it when you get a bit older. Kind That's of true. I could like see like. This is definitely maybe this is like dad and uncle porn. I think it is. Well, it's dad yeah. and uncle wish fulfillment. Yeah, it's not if, porn. It's not porn. It's yeah, wish it's, fulfillment. It, it would like to be porn. It we'll wants, get into it. Yeah. We'll get it into tries, it. It tries. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's like interested it's, in it. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's definitely like, yeah, you see it and I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not quite at the level you're at, but I definitely watch it and there are moments where I'm like, man. Having like a crusty loaf of bread and a like nice a pa- like, like a 
patio with like cracks in the Ooh. bricks as the I'm, sun seems to always be setting. I'm like reading the works of like Herman Hess. Yeah. Hesse, when I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I'm reading Siddhartha. I'm listening to French versions of Ooh. American pop songs. Oh, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm listening to like the French version of uh, Freak on a Leash. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wish I was good enough in French to translate that fast. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not. <laughs> I cannot at all. I'm not even going to try. Not even. A freak. <laughs> oh, oui, oui. Oh, oui. Oh, wow. That doesn't translate. It, it, it. It's this isn't necessarily to say that it's a good movie. I don't mm. even know if it's necessarily good or bad. It just exists as a movie that was there for oh, give or take an 118 minutes of Patrick and I's separate lives <laughs> to yeah, earlier it, today. <laughs> it's like uh, you know what? It's like it's not look, it's not high art. It's not like um it's not uh like the best movie ever made, but there is something pleasurable like you know as sometimes as annoying as this genre it is like nice to watch it's nice to watch like people in nice it's like the reason that why modern family is sometimes a soothing bomb and this movie is a soothing bomb i was thinking like this is the male version of like under the tuscan sun or um pray love Love. it's the is the male which is not as palatable as those mm. are, I don't think. I don't think yeah. it gender it swaps as well. <laughs> no, it doesn't quite work. But because like you're... Julia Roberts can like ogle Javier Bardem in Eat Pray mm. Love, and you're like, yeah, sure. But Russell Crowe ogling every 27 year old in sight in this movie is a little not as yeah. um, not as good of a time. <laughs> like <laughs> kind of like you tried to like you're screaming at the TV, run, Marion. <laughs> you're better than. How are they the same age? No, they're not way. the same age at the end, because they were kids together. Oh, oh my God, you're right. They that are supposedly her. the same age, and she is like 15 years younger than him. And right? like, don't get me wrong, like Russell. Crow he looks. He actually looks, looks great. great in this movie. Like, he looks great yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I'm gonna like here. Let me see. Maybe it's like one of those crazy. No way. I don't think. Yeah, they can't be. It's just movie magic. We'll have to. Okay, so like, uh, Marion Cotillard, uh, born 1975. Russell, yeah, Russell Crowe, born 1964. Wow, one day after uh, my sister's birthday. Interesting. Wow, boy, you wow. guys, your parents planned that? Yeah, they. Yeah. They yeah, love the they work did. of Russell. Yeah. They yeah, love they early Russell Crowe. They were huge fans of Romper Stomper, for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they loved. They loved. Uh, well, they just yeah, they really. They really well. They like the tattoos. I thought the tattoos. I think they were they cool. they like they saw virtuosity and they were like, "This guy is gonna be something. He's yeah. not there yet, but he's you just wait. I'm putting my money down, and by that by that yeah. money, I mean having a child this... at some point near his birthday. <laughs> yeah, this guy who has, I guess, like all the all the mental memories of every serial killer and evil man. What a great premise for a movie. I know. They don't make them like that anymore, do they? Yeah. Come on <laughs> now. Make those movies. Cinema. So, um, a good year. Ridley Scott is coming off of Kingdom of Heaven. He's clearly at the top of his game. And he's in that... Um, the, the term in, is used in this movie, that fuck you money, mm. is used in this money. And I believe he is in 
Like he is in that fuck you money rain level of uh filmmaking in which he can stroll into 20th Century Fox with basically any old idea. And uh they will say, sure, here's forty million bucks. Yeah. It is like it is like a decadent it is a foie gras of a film. It, it is definitely really it is not a soda classic. It is a um <laughs> it is a Pinot Noir classic. This like, is a charcuterie delight. Like Yeah, this is um high this is high dining. And yeah. Hey, watch so, out for those olives. They have pits. So what we learned is that really Scott um has owned his own vineyard mm-hmm. in the south of France for many years now. Right. He's a passionate wine man. Yeah. It's his hobby. <laughs> and uh, he had a neighbor who was in a very similar boat by the yeah, name of I... Peter Mayle. Oh yeah. And um oh who's passed away. No. R.I.P. We always learn this about the damn writers. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Better than the Terry Rossio revelation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so Peter Mail was a advertising ad like an ad man who came right. who was born in 1939. So if he's an ad man in England who was born in the 30s, get who he probably met in the 60s and 70s. Mm. One Ridley Scott. Somehow two they two go getters, two guys, just kind of man about the town, um, mm-hmm. titans of industry, much like maybe a character we're going to meet in just a moment here. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, wrote a, a book called "A Year in Provence," which is a kind of a classic of of the genre about a guy who moves to French, you know, who a British guy who moves to France and learns about vineyards and cool women and you know that kind of stuff um sounds interesting but um he happened to be in france a neighbor of ridley scott's hell yeah and um one could picture in a very similar sense of what we see in this movie two fellas of over cigars and wine and uh bread and some cheese would you and... say they're two uh albert finney types two yes yes <laughs> One thousand percent, I would. Yes, another man <laughs> from England, born in the thirties. <laughs> yeah, two. Uh, it's like uh, like an Albert Finney and a Michael Caine hanging out. And so, um, you know, just chatting, and Ridley, you know, he 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 discovered the whole idea of the garage wines, and they um, presented wines. it kind of to each other. We'll talk about what garage wine is in a moment here and um they kind of bounced off each other hanging out and ridley was looking for an excuse to come back to france to shoot a film uh his last time in france shooting was actually the duelists so it had been a bit Mm -hmm. um so this story offered perfect opportunity they bounced around the ideas and uh um and peter mail's like that would make a good novel and really said, you write the book, then I'll get the film rights. <laughs> this is you see, business. This is this is business mindset, man. We don't have this, Patrick. We don't even know how to use Twitter appropriately. No, <laughs> I don't know how to. I'm barely. I can barely understand Instagram. Barely. I'm like genuinely I, like that rules. That is kind of like. On one level, there is like this, like you know, it's like man, you, they just like you know had an idea and they followed through. And uh, I don't know, something about that. It's nice. It's warm. It, it is warm. It's just like a couple of dudes just making it making it go. And so obviously this is like 
just like even from the beginning talking about this like hanging out in wine country and garage oh yeah wines and this is a little outside the box for our man ridley yeah and uh he's quoted as saying as i go on i'm very attracted to comedy At the end of the day, because you've been having a good old laugh. You go home laughing, as opposed to dealing with blood all day. You go home and want to cut your wrists. Jesus Christ, Ridley. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. It's a little, a little, a little dark. Despite the fact he's never made a funny movie. Like, you know, Jen still. We should have her on to do a rant when we get to this. She is so mad that The Martian won Best Comedy at, uh, the Golden Globes like 10 years ago. She's still pissed about that. What? The Golden Globes are a joke. Remember when like the tourist was nominated? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's like, they just like, I think it's just like for a long time. And I don't know if it's still, the, it has to be the same way still. I think it was just a lot of it was just like bribing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it was, it was like... yeah. It was like, by every member of the foreign press, a DVD player. You get nominated. Yeah, like give them a good like snack table. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's yeah. like it is like burger politics, truly. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah I, know. I know. So um they brought in screenwriter Mark Klein to write the script. Um and they kinda just went with it. And they brought it to Fox, and Fox is like, Are you sure about this, Ridley? And then Ridley Scott brought in his secret weapon. His good chum, Maximus himself, yes. Russell Crowe. <laughs> and they apparently batted around a bunch of ideas together, and Ridley brought up the wine idea. And Russell's like, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm in. I like I'm wine. In. I like, yeah, I like <laughs> wine. And we saw uh, Russell Crowe was at, um, he did some bit on WrestleMania last weekend. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he introduced I... the Hell in the Cell match and uh it's a tie-in for his movie where he's they doing an exorcism on the pope that he's got coming out oh, <laughs> and, oh, and i told jen i go man he really has entered his oliver reed richard burton face hasn't he? and jen's like oh that's maybe a little too honest <laughs> yeah he had a, the the student has become the master yes yeah <laughs> oh, no, like sands of the hourglass <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's stuck in morocco <laughs> <laughs> and I don't say, I don't even to... say that as a diss. I love all those guys, including Russell Crowe. But it's oh, like, for sure, yeah. he rules. But like, and we love—I love it when an actor is in their stuck in Morocco phase. And he's hope... um, he's certainly not leading in on being like, yeah. You, know, you said he was born in '64, which means he's 60 next year. Um, he's certainly not not leaning into the Brad Pitt style of turning 60. Oh no! It rules. He's he's leaning into the regular person turning sixty. <laughs> like, I love it. I hope he like. Yeah, I just I want to see give him like, like a normal good, guy. Like, yeah, he'll be a grandpa in some film yes. at some point soon. Here, like he's he's such a good actor, and yeah. So um, the basic we should probably tell you what the basic story of a good year is. Mm. Russell Crowe plays the role of Max Skinner. A titan of business, like just business stuff. They're buying and then selling stocks, and he's good oh, at yeah. it. And he calls every. What does he call everybody? Like, um, in the, oh. the all of his coworkers. Uh, oh, he says 
as your boss and genetic superior at one yeah, point. Yeah, he's he's that kind of he's yeah he stinks. He's annoying. <laughs> he's annoying. I will say too that like yeah he's a he's a wolf of Wall Street. He's a regular wolf of Wall Street. Um, according to Wikipedia, he has a cheeky chappy persona. Take that as you will. Oh, I wonder if it's, uh, he, he, he's, he's not reminiscent he, of my favorite character, Chappie. Yeah, he's he's not illegal, but he's um, you know, he's about winning and money, and he's got no he's soul, you know, he's got no soul. But yeah. this movie opened with this little boy played by uh, the, the good doctor himself. Oh yeah, Freddie Highmore. <laughs> Freddie Highmore. Charlie. Uh, Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate and Factory, his, and his and his his the one of the one of movie dumb's coolest uncles, Albert Finney, yes, who plays him. Uncle Henry, and they are he's back in the vineyard in Provence, <laughs> in southeastern France, and he's teaching him how to do the finer things in life. He's given his like nine year old nephew wine and cigars, yes. and they're playing chess on like a terrace, and it's the best. Clearly, you, you, dream, you dream of an uncle of the vintage of Henry, a wine uncle, perfect <laughs> life. Zionity. I like it's, I it's well, like that's a, what you're missing, because I think there's like in America, we got a lot of whiskey uncles. We get a lot of Bud Light uncles. Mm-hmm. Don't get as many wine uncles. Maybe may, maybe in the upper upper classes. Mm, maybe. But, they're, maybe. but if they're in the upper class in America, everyone they're jerks. Yeah, I think and you'd be like, in the upper class in France and still be kind of fun. Yes, or England. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's like a matter of just like reading the right books or something. I don't know. There's a couple wine. They're rare in America, but you can find them. They have to just be like the right type of like, like not too pretentious. I think but my, I a think, little pretentious. I think my brother could hit that realm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, Andrew? He's, on, yeah, I think he's on his yeah. way. I, think I he's, can see he's, he's making he's he's putting in the, the time, the work. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, a- Andrew, don't give Hadley a cigar. I know it looked cool it when looks, Albert Finney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Albert like, I, like, already, though, I think Russell Crowe's a wild man because he's a pipe guy later on in the movie. It's revealed he's a pipe man. He, that is, oh, God, a pipe man. I, I, oh God, one of these days. I can't do it. I don't have enough, like, to be a pipe man, you need, like, juice. You need, like. It would be the funniest thing you maybe you've ever done. If you're standing outside the clubhouse after a show, just chatting with people, and you don't even say a word about it, and you just pop out a like a like a Sherlock Holmes pipe and like you start pipe from inglorious bastards. <laughs> it's a teeth. Like, is that weed? No, it's tobacco. No, yeah, this is how I smoke. <laughs> yeah, this is my, I smoke this. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do cigarettes, but now I do this. Yeah, it's like that would be the. <laughs> It's like, like three cigarettes. It's everybody great. be like, this a bit? Nah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? I don't know. <laughs> um, so um, he's a workaholic trader. He's scamming. I mean, he's like, he's got, he seems to have girlfriends everywhere. Mm. He's not a good boyfriend, though. We know he's not a good boyfriend because he's checking out <laughs> every woman who walks <laughs> yeah. past him. Like nonstop. Yeah, he is just like it is. So he's he's horny. It is. This just is insane. a this is a deeply horny movie. Deeply horny. <laughs> if you, and this is in the yeah. If you're going into blockbuster, you're running a good year. This is in the deeply horny section. Yeah, this is like middle aged dudes 
who are like, yeah. man, what I I would like, I would trade two out of my ten fingers for a pat on the head by Marion Cotillard. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, I missed when I was comfortable and able to fuck. It's like, I, you know what? I don't care anymore. I will have sex with my cousin. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's coming up, folks. <laughs> Mom dear. Mom dear. Mom dear. Where's Dave Pardew? Jeff He's crashing his motorcycle into the vineyard. <laughs> yeah, and he's dressed like Christopher Columbus. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> he's like just wearing like overalls only. Like yeah. No shirt. <laughs> I believe in science. Oh, jeez. Okay. So um, <laughs> we're back. We've learned that Uncle Henry has died, and that Max uh, Russell Crowe is the sole beneficiary of this French property. He travels over there for a quick sale. It's going to be his fuck you money. Everyone's mm-hmm. really into it. Um, he has a tiny car. Tiny. He's given car. a tiny car by his assistant, who I can't tell if she wants to have sex with him or wants to stab him. Or yeah. both. Mm, yeah, it's like a, yeah, definitely a hate love thing. Uh, and her character, also her character has a little arc that is, uh, I guess, perplexing. I don't like. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. They didn't quite know what to do. Yeah. Um, they knew she was like, it's played by an actress named Archie Punjabi and very charismatic, very beautiful woman. She's um, cool. She's a good actor. Pops on the screen and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm not quite certain what to do. Also should note, there is a young up-and-comer at mm. Max's uh, business firm. I don't know what the fucking stock firm. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the, the business factory. <laughs> business it is factory. like, they make know. business there. Who cares? Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they put, bombs, coal, they put coal cell. into the computer. Yeah, they put coal in the computer and business comes the, out. The building is also shaped <laughs> like a dong. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, yeah, it is shaped like a weird <laughs> penis. <Yeah. laughs> like a dog penis. Yeah, and London's always blue and gray and always raining, which means when we go to France mm. and everything is just yellow and mm. brown and faded, but in that good way. You want to eat the dirt. I know. It's like you want to. I've never. I don't know what it means, but I would go up to the plants and I'd grab some of the dirt and I would just smell it just to make smell sure it. it was, you know, it's like, oh, that's going to be it's going to make for good wine. I can tell. Yeah, I'd be like that uh, character in. Star Wars Episode uh, Eight, the the Ryan Johnson Star Wars, where the guy, there's a character. I don't know. I don't think you saw this uh, incredible film, Don. I've not seen it. No. But there's a there's a character and a soldier who they're on this planet, and the um there's like weird sand on the planet, and one of the actors uh, who's actually played by the guy who directed Rogue One. Weirdly enough, this is his cameo. The director of Rogue One, uh, Gareth Edwards, the guy who directed Godzilla. He picks up he picks up the sand and just eats it nonchalantly like you do. And he goes, yeah. Oh, oh, it's salt. Oh, too bad. I was gonna I was gonna you're gonna I was expecting like it's chocolate chip cookies. No. He goes, Oh, it's it's just like it's just uh it's great because it's like that's just a normal thing people do. They love mm-hmm. to eat whenever I go to places, I just love eating the dirt. Uh, yeah, it just it's something that you do. It's something you do. Um, and speaking of eating dirt, Rafe Spall is Kenny, who is the young up and comer at the Russell Crowe's business Ooh. factory, who you know kind of wants to usurp Russ, but I don't know. And then also, um, 
best friend real estate broker charlie willis played by tom hollanders in the mix Ooh, great act i love him in in the loop such a good he's a good he's a good mm-hmm. actor <laughs> yeah a- yeah he's you know does a lot yeah been a ton of stuff Jeez. yeah he's like one of those great like he just has like a good like um it's always like good at being like kind of a meek man Mm -hmm. very good good meek energy from him i like i like it so basically uh russell crowe arrives at the vineyard and despite the fact that he's there for a quick sale and he wants to go back to being a titan businessman Boy, yeah. those memories of him and his uncle start popping up in his head. Yeah. He discovers a motorcycle, and you know what that means for middle-aged guys. Cool stuff Ooh. is ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know you're going to hear a, a classic rock song. A classic rock is coming. <laughs> Antics yeah. ensue. There's Apparently, this vineyard is beautiful and gorgeous and perfect, except it's got a massive goddamn scorpion infestation. <laughs> It's so, it is unsettling. There are too many scorpions. There, I don't know if this is real. Maybe it's, it has to be something like Ridley ran into. And he's like, there were scorpions at his vineyard. And he's like, yeah. that's got to be in the movie. Uh, I did not know there were scorpions in France. Yeah, I didn't either. France doesn't seem, you know doesn't what? Doesn't seem like scorpion country. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm like, you know, I'm having a wine right now and I'm a little limber, but like, I'll be honest. I don't imagine Europe as a place with a lot of insects. It just doesn't seem ins- insecty to me. Maybe flies, like a... but other than yeah. that, like I mean, some yeah, flies? horse flies, yeah, yeah, horse flies, flies, but like not scorp. Scorpions are like the desert. Yeah, yeah, or like, like the jungle. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not France. That's not. That's not France. No, toe to tip. That's not France. <laughs> Not the France I know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen here, I went to high school with France, and France was not. <laughs> you went to high school with the nation of France. <laughs> I'm old. Ten- I'm really old. <laughs> You're like the mayor of New York in that David Wayden movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. I went to high school with France and Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> and Portugal was a real jackass. Uh, so Russell Crowe his assistant has rented him a tiny car he doesn't Mm. he's kind of bumbles he's got that kind of city guy in the country thing happening that they uh, bring in but then they kind of immediately drop it right probably could have held on to it for a few more jokes he falls into a swimming pool Um, and then meanwhile while he's driving he's on his cell phone he fumbles it around and uh, the effervescent and lovely Marion Cotillard is just riding her bike down the street and he almost jacks. It's like she flies off the bike. It's like genuinely it's a hit and run. Like, she nearly commits man he nearly commits manslaughter. Yeah. And she's like, she's she's understandably pissed as hell. Yeah. She's got All a her... bruise she's got a bruise on her rump. We'll get to yeah. that in a moment. She has like a million apples that like blew she's, all over yeah. the place. She's my French. apples. She's French. Yeah. They just care. They ride their bikes in summer dresses with baskets of fruit. Yeah. You know that. France do be loving apples though. Oh, yeah. And so, and then Russell Crowe also meets on board the gruff, dedicated wine member, winemaker, part mm. Francis Duflo, uh, played by Didier Boudon, Bourdon. Who I believe is a um, French comedian and director. He um, has they. It sounds like he was pretty big in the nineties. 
interesting as kind and i don't i'm not uh too familiar especially like mainstream french comedy is um you know pretty broad a, a specific taste <laughs> yeah there's a i mean look don't get me wrong like i like um i like the works of uh michelle hannah the guy who did the artist like those oh um, yeah his those, like, like uh, a... oss movies yeah those are yeah. all right or at least they were when i saw them for all i know they're like problematic now or something i don't yeah, know yeah i but, mean uh, they probably are but... yeah <laughs> who cares whatever uh what but, isn't uh, well, it is in these days. <laughs> Everybody's got the woke mind virus. <laughs> it's me, the mayor of New York. I'm tired of the woke mind virus. I wish I could still do comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brontosauruses didn't care. <laughs> I misgendered many Brontosauruses. <laughs> just, we're obviously not on the side of any of these assholes who are making this argument. We just find that they're pathetic and Thus funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it is fun. the idea of like old people trying to like like grasp the, like what little what little juice they have left, what little and and failing miserably. It's like, no, you're just not funny anymore. Regardless. No. It happens, buddy. Don't worry. You know, you know, it happens to the best of us. Don't worry, uh, Dennis Miller. <laughs> Don't done. worry, you'll be fine. He's bleeding to death under the vineyard. Yeah, that's true. He's bleeding. Wesley Snipes did not go back for him. No, he did not. Um, and uh, Duflo and mm. his wife, Ludivine Duflo, played by Isabel Candelier, um, they work and live at the vineyard. They are great. They were great friends of Uncle Henry, and they are not thrilled with the sale. No one's really thrilled with the sale who mm. lives in Provence, but Russell Crowe is going to make his dough. But then, God, wouldn't you know it? Mm-hmm. He and Marion Cotillard start flirting. He starts drinking mm. wine and hanging out and having good food. I'll He's have a smoking bread, his please. pipe. Yeah. Give me some more of that bread. <laughs> you know, he, he's got his motorcycle. He's wearing some weird looks after his yes. suit gets ruined. Some he's like, really astonishing, like, startorial choices. Like A lot of weird sweater vests and sweat. Yeah, and like sometimes <laughs> without a shirt underneath. Yeah, like, that's it's it's really it's 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 bull. It's it is it is vacation wear, I guess. It's confident. He's confident it's, it's in his body. Con- yes, he's confident in general. He's confident. He, he has a he has a full bodied tennis match with France with Duflo, where they're yes. like running through walls and falling through glass plates. Like Jackie like, Chan I, falling through yeah. glass windows. And shit. Straight up was going to say, "Am I like watching Police Story? What's happening?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crowe like falls into like a barbed wire fence and like pulls himself. <laughs> I just think it'd be so funny if like Russell Crowe he goes through like a wall and then suddenly he's in that mall in Hong Kong and he's just yeah. hang, hanging from the chandelier. And then like Jackie Chan runs at him and he gets pulled back and dun 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 dun. <laughs> and then the bloopers start. Like yes. Ridley Scott, like is in his white shirt, he accidentally dribbles some wine and it goes on his shirt. Oh no. Suck Not again. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> like Ridley falls asleep and Russell Crowe like puts his hand in a like a glass of hot water and Russell Crowe's like shh and then everyone laughs. laughs. Antics. 
antics and antics, goofs, chicanery, goofs and goofs. But everyone in town is mm. thrilled about Russell Crowe hitting Marion Cotillard with the car. Yeah. Oh, by God. the way, because um, she shows her ass and the big bruise that's on her ass from the fall, and everyone in town really, really wanted to see her ass. That's how horny this movie is again. It is like, yeah, it's like this town is like, like one town meeting away from turning Marianne Cotillard showing her ass into a national holiday where you yeah. get the day off. Like, it is that like. So I salute the flag. Salute the flag. They're going to change their national flag to that bruise. And it's yeah, a viciously yeah. horny film, a profoundly horny. And speaking, so speaking of which, adding to the next levels of horny, turns out that Uncle Henry, Albert Finney, had sex with everyone humanly possible. Real, and yeah. may have an illegitimate daughter in the form of Australian actress Abby Cornish playing Californian Christy Roberts. Oh, man. It is so funny hearing her like, like you can tell that she's like really she's it's trying. like an, um, she's, yeah, she's really trying. trying on her American accent. Yeah, it is like it's like it's not bad, but it's like it's like American American. What's well, <laughs> slow? That's the that's the thing. So like she's like really like thinking about every so she doesn't drop her accent, but it's just like it doesn't feel natural. Like she's not naturally in conversation. She's yeah. like, I'm just here to understand who my father was <laughs> uh, i love wine and i'm from napa so i know wine <laughs> <laughs> so she shows up um oh every and i'm not i'm not condoning this but literally every woman who is introduced to this movie is introduced ass first it's it's too get out of here. It's it it screaming of like Ridley Scott found something in the sound. That's the yeah, fifty-five-year-old man it, or something. Yeah, and it's like, look, like we're not like prudes. It's like, no. hey, be horny. It's fine. But like, yeah, this is like, yeah, it's just a find too some, much. Find some balance. Find some balance. Man. Like, yeah, or like, you know what? Here's the thing. You can show a butt. But then show like uh, show a dong, show a dong. I show, know, like it, sh- it should, it, it should, yeah. We, it sh- even Stevens, as far as yes. I'm concerned, when it comes to that, nudity, make make magic, magic Mike. What about Magic Max Skinner? Yeah, mm. 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 makes you think. I'm surprised that Russell Crowe didn't like. There wasn't some bad comedy scene where he's like in the shower and he has to answer the door. That is and, actually like, a good point. Does a butt shot or something like that. Yeah, a, a scorpion stabs his dick. Yeah, exactly. He can stab <laughs> the ass with a scorpion. Oh, no. Oh, they're in the bath, too. <laughs> uh, I turned on the water, but scorpions are coming out. Um. So Abby Cornish reveals herself to be perhaps the illegitimate daughter of Uncle mm-hmm. Henry. And this is where things get interesting because Uncle Henry did not have an official will. So the vineyard and the property and so forth have been willed to Max simply based on next of kin status. But if it's true that she's actually the daughter, that would put her ahead of Max. And he doesn't Sorry. get his he doesn't get his dough. Soccer blue. Indeed. Soccer blue. Truly so, soccer blue. Truly. And so <laughs> he's a little off put it by her but because this movie is so deathly horny, he also does <laughs> totally want to make out with her. 
<laughs> yeah, it gets like I guess it's not edible, but it's close. <laughs> but uh, but it really does not, you know, assist anything by having her in various stages of undress in almost every scene she's in. So. It's like it's like yeah, it's it, here's the thing. You can have her just don't comment on it. We we talked about Don and I talked about this earlier. Show don't tell, speak. This don't tell. Speak don't tell. So you you cast, and we're seeing with the fellas in the movie too. Everyone in this movie is attractive. Yeah. So we do not need to constantly say she's the most beautiful woman in town. I know. I can see her. Yeah. I, have I have eyes. I'm a human male. Yeah. It's like twenty eight year old. It's twenty eight year old Marion Cotillard. What do you think? It's like. Yeah, like, look, you, you just have faith in your audience. <laughs> have faith in your audience, indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so she shows up, and she's like, he's so he's got that in his head, but he's like, she's staying at the place. Then his realtor shows up, and he starts staying at the place. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a sunburn, and he has to ice her ass. It's bizarre, probably. <laughs> editing room yeah, on that can, scene can, yeah like it, it is like a two-hour movie it did is not advance like... did not advance the plot with that one bit. yeah like, um, <laughs> but russell's on a date with marion cotillard and what he russell has learned is that um oh, she had a bad relationship once and she has sworn men yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Like, luckily I one, one impromptu shift as a waiter at her restaurant and one date and it's okay it's over she's, yeah she's back, it, okay. she's back into men <laughs> it's funny because like on one hand did i like the scene where uh resla crow like you know admits that he was like a waiter in the past mm. and like he used it to get through college and uh he has those skills and like it charms marion cotillard sure that's like a yeah. good way to show like his character we've is, seen like, it you before know. and it, it's a good it's a scene that works it's a classic scene a classic uh, scene. on the other hand like you know that type of thing it only gets you so much purchase you can't go from like it went from zero to fifty. That's zero to ten, buddy. I know. A couple but steps then he shows between. he shows up in a pinstripe blazer on his motorcycle. God, and his flip like, phone. I'm. Oh my god. Okay, so that was one thing I did love about the movie was the the flip phone shitty camera nostalgia. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia for the um like when I was a kid and I had a a flip phone and I thought that camera was like the coolest thing in the world, and it makes me like. Uh, I want to go back home and I want to find my old like horrible like razor or whatever and see the pictures on there because I mm-hmm. bet they're like they cannot be the quality must be so bad like I saw like Russell Crowe there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where Russell Crowe was like you know taking pictures of his estate to send to his like uh you know to Tom Hollander his real estate agent and in my head I'm like these pictures have to be shit. Like these can't. The quality is atrocious. Like, but I, I did like the joke. It's like the wine sucks and the pictures suck, but an American will definitely still buy this place. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Joke. So uh, it's it, true. So, so here's the other big twist that's happening: is that for some reason, despite the fact that we have, as viewers, we don't buy it, mm-hmm. the wine sucks. Yes. Like it's like legitimately quite bad. It's really that is the weird 
That's like a through line through the movie that the wine is like atrocious. And so, but then there's this other type of wine that they happen to have on hand that's very expensive and very like rare. And Marion comments on it, and everyone's like, "This is the best. What's do with this?" Uh, this part was weird. So, and I have no idea how outlaw wine works. <laughs> I, dude, I genuinely like went on like YouTube and like. Tried Tried to figure out, like, I actually at one point I, I legit went on Google and was like, "Why is the wine in a good year bad, like illegal?" And I guess, like, apparently there's like certain. What I saw online is that apparently, allegedly, they like uh, they imported like wine variants from like out of France or something, mm. and like mixed them together, and like that. Um, mixing of wines is the like the the mixing of I guess like vines or whatever or something. Yeah, like that. mixing of vines. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like when you it's like it's like if you don't go through the right like uh the right uh protocol or well, what. It's like how champagne illegal. isn't actually champagne if it's not from like that part of France. Yeah, it's sparkling yeah. wine. Yeah, so it's like that. It's like yeah, it's so, but it's like they don't tell you this in the movie. I had to like go down a Google rabbit hole. Yeah, and this is what garage. <laughs> this is garage wine right yes yeah yeah oh that is garage wine yeah this is garage wine and it turns yeah. out that uncle henry and what's his duflo 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 yeah disguise um have been actually they are utter master winemakers and this entire shitty wine is just a fucking front for their underground badass like punk rock wine yeah it's like move over the white stripes yeah there's a there's a new garage type thing in town and it's garage wine Uh, sorry i I, I don't i don't know about the band the vines but i'll certainly take the wine from (laughs) the vines (laughs) the von bondies more like uh (laughs) the wine give it to me i i have the hives from how bad I want to drink this garage wine. Oh my god, the fact that we're going so far on this bit. We're good at this. Yeah, we're good at this. We're good, good at, at this. this. <laughs> we're just two cool guys. Two cool guys riffing on stuff. <laughs> this, But that's kind of the vibe that you get, you fall into. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what? I, oh, I'm such, we're not good at this. Mm. <laughs> this movie's on stars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This movie's not dramatic, though. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah, you're. You know what's happening. You know what's up. It's on stars. There's a DVD. There's no blue, no Blu-ray release on this one. This is uh, Mm. this is a Ridley Scott forgotten stepchild of a movie. If there, yeah, this is like, and it's cool to watch it in the sense that like, um, I feel like so much stuff gets forgotten, and it is nice to see something that's like off the beaten path a little bit. A little bit, yeah, because, I mean, this is sandwiched between Kingdom of Heaven and American Gangster. I mean, Ooh, you know. I Yeah, I'm so excited for American Gangster. That is a... I love it. I do love that I haven't that seen it since the theater. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm pumped. Um, So, too, so Russell Crowe has a lovely, sexy night with Marion Cotillard. Everything's well. 
But then he's like, I'm still selling the staples. And Patrick, you told me you got a little swerved. You're like, man, is this the way this movie's going to go? It's straight up like, it's like I look at like, you know, I uh, I look at the time, how much time is left in the movie. And it's like 40 minutes, maybe 35 minutes. And I'm like, Did this guy still wants to sell this place. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm charmed. I think you were charmed. Yeah. Like at this point, place. I want to wear a big, you know, cool hat and smoke a cigar. Like a, some clothes that are maybe a size or two too big. Yes. I want to like wear yeah. like whatever the British equivalent to Tommy Bahamas are. Yeah. Become a hat guy. Yes. Yeah. I want to wear a Thomas Bahamas. Thomas Bahamas. <laughs> all t- head to foot. Thomas head. Bahamas. Thomas Bahamas. Thomas Bahamas head to foot. <laughs> Thomas oh, my- Bahamas. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> insane <laughs> um so um he sells but and abby cornish is leaving town marion cotillard's pissed at him the french are mad at him and he's like whatever i'm going whatever. back to england or is he mm. so what we learned in a very interesting bizarre choice is that he used to forge checks for oh, his yeah. uh, for his uncle yeah, that's a that and is a knows, funny like yeah. And because of that, he has he he um is an expert at Uncle Henry's penmanship. Yeah, he's like an expert in Uncle. So he crime. sells the the yeah he sells the vineyard. But we learned earlier that if any proof arrives that Abby Cornish is actually the daughter, that the sale will be null and void, regardless. So he mm. like puts together this letter that. From his uncle saying that I have a lost daughter from Napa. <laughs> okay, he goes back to England. He meets like a like a melting grouch of a boss. Oh yeah, this guy who like it's kind of like I guess like like the British equivalent to like Ned Beatty in Network or yeah. something. Like just like he's like this is a bad guy screaming at you. Yeah, and he's his <laughs> Mister Business. And yeah. what, well, like how blood curdling business can be. Yeah. Well, this is how blood curdling business can be. This guy, he owns a damn Van Gogh, but because he's so miserly, he keeps it in a freaking vault. Does never he even looks, watch? Never looks at it. Never enjoys it. Never looks at it. <laughs> he also <laughs> looks just... like he also kind of looks like one of the dogs from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. See, I thought he kind of looked like Statler or Waldorf. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah. 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 Yeah, and also like, like, what is Russell Crowe? Does Russell Crowe just expect this man to like, just like, get like a, a, a you know, a bottle of the finest uh, alcohol and like sit in the like, painting? Russell, yeah, it, it, like stare at the painting and then just to, like, I have so many regrets. I wish I had, I wish I had sex with way more young French women and ate more bread. <laughs> Why didn't I eat more bread? And Russell could see it. He could see it. Those regrets that he could yeah. smell it on the guy. Mm. And we find out he forged the letter. He sells his British apartment. He mm. moves to Provence. They're making wine. They're all a big happy family. They're having food. He's speaking French between makeout sessions with Marion. Um, the sun okay. permanently setting in the most beautiful magic hour time of the day. Yep. The wine is good. It's and just. This- yeah, at this point, uh, the wine is good, and then suddenly we see Willem Dafoe on a cross, and he screams, it is accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> Peter it's, Gabriel it, plays. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. And that's like, yeah. <laughs> then we yes. get to like a jaunty credit sequence where we get to introduce, be reintroduced to our characters. And uh, yeah. after an hour and 50 minutes later, I kind of shrug my shoulders and like, ah, that was nice. Yeah. That's Not challenging. Not challenging. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and oh, I forgot to mention that uh, Ava Green auditioned for the um, Marin Cotillard part and didn't get it. No way. From last week. Oh, she could have done it. Or whatever. She yeah. could have. She's younger than Marion Cotillard, though, even, too. That is true. That is true. That would have been a little too little too weird. Uh, she's, but, uh, she's much closer to old Russ's daughter. <laughs> Mamma mia. Uh, mia. Oh, but, no. Uh, I, but I, I will say, you know what? It's a pleasant genre. You know what it reminds me of? Um, the, the, um, the Italian uh chain restaurant carabas exist in your uh in your part of the world done i don't remember it carabas i mean i know um no or like olive garden even there's olive garden there's um buco de beppo buco de beppo maybe that's a better actually you know i'll say carabas because carabas i feel like is like a step above olive garden this Mm kind of reminds me of like or even like maybe it's like more than steakhouse it's something where like it's fancy. It's not super memorable, but it's kind of comfort food. Like you're gonna be this movie. Like you're gonna like you know enjoy it. Kind of forget it. You're not gonna be mad. You're not gonna be sad. Like it's a good time. Yeah, I, I think um, what's fascinating about this movie, I think, is just the fact that like a big time event director made it, and I think that's why this movie was so soundly rejected. Yeah, and we'll get to some reviews in just a moment here, um, but I think that like the expectations of a Ridley Scott are a Kingdom of Heaven or an American Gangster mm-hmm. or a Blade Runner type movie, not um, like Hangout in One Country, <laughs> middle aged fantasy Hangout in One Country. Like this is like the male version of a Nancy Myers film. Oh uh, yeah, except yeah. Um, more lazily written. Yeah, it's like yeah. It, it's complicated. There's like running laps around. around I was going to compare movie. it to a more successful Spanglish. Almost. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that is true. It is definitely. Oh, look, this movie is definitely better than Spang- Spanglish. Is it's like kind of yeah. Zodius Spanglish is like yeah. mean, and this movie is not that at the very least. Dude, there's I mean. nothing. There's actually nothing mean in this movie. Yeah, it means well. This movie means it's trying. Russell Crowe changes pretty fast, and when he when he reverts back, it's a little jarring because he's already kind of like in full on, like we said, vacation wear, motorcycle riding. I'm I'm surprised he doesn't go back to his like British, uh, you know, um, stock office, like with a beret and a bag. I'm like carrying a surfboard. Or something like yes, that. Yeah. He's carrying a surfboard. It's like, <laughs> well, you weren't surfing. What's happening here? <laughs> uh, but it's like you could see how, like, and I, I one thing I will say too, it's like, and I know people didn't agree, but I thought he when he didn't have to play too hard and when he just like that scene where he takes over as a waiter, mm-hmm. he does display like a genuine light charm. He's a He's a good actor and he has presence. Like I like one thing I really appreciated in like in the movie is that like Russell Crowe has uh 
He has like star power. He has like yeah. a mag. He's like he is. He's magnetic. Like I don't know. Like there was like there was like when he was initially like looking throughout the uh, the uh, property, and he's like the first time he's on that like um the uh, diving board thing. Diving board, and he has like the confidence to like bounce up and down and kind of be like, oh, this is interesting before it breaks or whatever. Like that's like it was cool. It was good. Like he has he has the juice. Like yeah, like, yeah. Like Russell Crowe is magnetic. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's having a nice time. And you know, he even said like about this role, he's like, it just seemed more fun to go to this smaller place where the problems weren't as vast. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Like, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a nice little vacation movie. And it, for a brief moment, he seemed like a contented human being. Yeah, and part sure. of one of the, his star power is his kind of edge that he has like yeah. kind of a dangerous kind of like anger that we know he has yeah um but to see him play light i mean obviously like you would prefer to see like i don't know cary grant or george clooney play mm-hmm. this role but it was it is it's not a it's not a disastrous change of pace for him i don't think no, I liked it. I think he's like good in this. I'll I will put my uh, I'll put my flag in the Russell Crowe is all right in this role uh, land. It's yeah. good. Um, yeah. Should be noted, it's got a great soundtrack. Like yes. a lot of good, a lot of nice tunes play throughout yeah. everything from Harry uh, Nelson jumping to the fire yeah. from Harry Nelson to the you mentioned it and it was really good the Johnny Halliday Hey Joe cover in French that was Fucking really rules. good. It's good. There's some really, yeah, it was it was a nice soundtrack. I'll give it that. Like I have like so many choices for when I release this episode. Yeah. I'm like I'm it's gonna be tough. And um, some of the people behind the scenes on this one, uh, cinematography by Philippe Lassaud, who did the Grandmaster. Um, what's that? The, he yes, was the, nominated yes. for an Oscar for the Grandmaster, Grand and he did um, a movie I think looks really good. Sofia Coppola's Beguiled. I thought it was a really good looking movie. Um, Looks like, I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of, um, you know, a ton of, um, obviously, you know, with a name like Philippe Lassorde, he's he's doing French movies. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, just looking at kind of, it looks like he, uh, he must have, because he did Put Etre, um, which is a, uh, movie from Cedric Lepiche, which I've seen, which has uh, Romain Dury and um, I believe it has uh, John Paul Belmondo even in it as well. Ooh. But he must have done a bunch of um, a lot of um, like commercial work and that kind of stuff. That's probably where Ridley ran into him and Ridley probably wanted a French cinematographer. Oh, he's like a, like a French Joseph Kosinki. That's interesting. <laughs> and then um, edited by Dodie Dorn, who is oh, on a yeah. run with um really uh score by Mike Mark Streitenfeld who is of course a member of the Hans Zimmer remote control productions crew and, yeah, uh, and this is his want... debut as a film okay. composer and, and we won't gone see on the last to, of him that we will no this is not the last we have seen uh Mark mm. um and uh so this film as we mentioned was released on November 10th of 2006 the budget was 35 million dollars so everyone had a lovely 
vacation in the south of France. Who was yeah, into I was gonna it, say. Who was invited to be a part of this movie? I was gonna say, like, it's like it is like this is like the type of movie where it's like, man, yeah, everyone got fat paychecks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, the movie grossed only seven point four million in the United States. Oh, oh that's sad. And a total of forty-two worldwide, forty-two million worldwide. Not a success, and kind of like seems to have just passed through the night. Oh, I yeah, remember it's... when it came out. I this was the first time I'd seen it. Was earlier today. Um, <laughs> the general response to this was, "Why did Ridley Scott make that movie?" And then forgetting it existed from that point on. I I do remember seeing the trailers for it and being kind of perplexed by it as a kid. That is like it's funny. It is like a thing I genuinely like. Because I think like it was just one of those things where like I'm so I was so unaccustomed to seeing Russell Crowe in this like capacity. Mm-hmm. It felt very like un and I, maybe I was like un, you know unaccustomed to seeing Ridley Scott like in this capacity. It was and like a lot. You of- had every right to be because both are known for heavy works. Yeah, they weren't like it- you know they are heavyweights. Oh, of, totally. Of what they, you know, their style. I mean, Russell Crowe made movies where he got nominated for Best Actor like every year around this time period. Oh, for sure. It's like you see this and it's like, wait, this isn't like a movie that's dramatizing the 100 years war. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like <laughs> doesn't even take place over a goddamn year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, uh, over a vintage, sir. So uh, there. this has a 25 percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's really mean. That's Critical mean. consensus reads: A good year is a fine example of a top-notch director and actor out of their elements in a sappy romantic comedy lacking in charm and humor. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little, but I, you're being a little. What do you expect like, from this? I guess that's it. Though the expectations in 2006 yeah. of Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe not to make some vacation lark. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like and it's funny because like, you know, I'm like older and wiser, and I try to be someone who like tries to like avoid that like mentality of like, okay, this better be like this, or like I expect X from you, so you only should give me X. But it's it's hard to get out of that mindset. It's a tough like you know you want like like if Tim Burton released a uh, courtroom drama, a la the the firm in two thousand seven. I'd probably have been perplexed and bemused as a uh, young film goer, unfortunately. I think so too, and you know we, it it's an interesting thing because you you want to see like these great directors try stuff, do something. You know, it's it's like exactly how many times you hear about like Wes Anderson, he just does Wes Anderson movies, or Quentin Tarantino just does Quentin Tarantino movies, or Tony Scott yeah. just does Tony Scott movies. Try something different, but the second they fucking do. They get blown out of the air like cannons. <laughs> I know. And so no one actually wants to see them do anything different. No, no one actually wants anything different, but they just need something to gripe about. Now, yeah, pe- this movie is not Citizen Kane. No. Like, it's not actually very good, probably. No. <laughs> but was it like, didn't bother me? We have watched, like, Offend, more offensive or worse, like legitimately worse movies. Many like we've on our show. Yeah, yeah we've watched. Yeah, there's like yeah, a, like a coterie of films, uh, much of a lower quality. We've experienced. Uh, I 
legitimately I might tell Jen after we get done here. I'd be like, hey, throw it on. We got still got the rental. I think you might like it. Like, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like it's an easy going, it's an easy movie. Some of the critics, the critics were mean to this movie. Uh Stephen Holden in the New York Times called it a three P movie. Pleasant, pretty, and predictable. One might add piddling. Oh, Fuck you. Uh, Kenneth Duran of the Los Angeles Times. I believe Quentin Tarantino's picked a fight with. Um, cool. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, uh, the fact that we know exactly what will happen is not what's wrong with a good year. After all, we go to films like this precisely because of the satisfaction of emotional certainty is what we're looking for. We're not. What we're not looking for is a romantic comedy made by individuals with no special feeling for the genre who stretch a half hour's worth of story to nearly two hours. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he yeah. has some points. He has some there points, points he there. Has some points. Yeah. Um, British film critic Peter Bradshaw, The Guardian, wrote, "It was a humorless cinematic slice of tourist gastro porn." You're a humorless slice <laughs> of gastro porn, sir. I'm hungry for gastro porn. Give it to me. I want it for dinner. Hey, man, I will. Yeah, no. Right now, I'm like going to bed watching uh like like uh baking videos on, mm-hmm. on YouTube or whatever. So I I get it. I get it. Um and yeah, it's just a um. So that was it. it came and well, went. People were mean. People were mean. It came and went. Uh, Ridley and Russell Crowe have gotten nowhere near anything like this ever again. Yeah, that is kind of sad. It's like, because it's like, look, like, humble listener, aren't you interested in seeing, like, the Quentin Tarantino romantic comedy? Like, wouldn't? That's interesting. I would genuinely love to see Quentin Tarantino's version of, like, I just want to find myself in, you know, deepest Italy. People have been begging for the Wes Anderson horror movie. Yes. I mean, like, but, but, you know, let them cook. This one, we've seen worse Ridley Scott movies than this. Yeah. I would watch this 10 times before I'd watch 1492 again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I would watch this before 1492. I would watch this before... Um, I would probably watch this before the uh, Tom Berenger one, maybe. Yeah, someone watch over me? I yeah. would watch this before Legend. You know I was not in <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, Legend... Legend was not for Dawn. <laughs> yeah, no, Legend's not for Dawn. Legend's not for Dawn. I like... Yeah, here's the thing. Legend has, like, weird Tim Curry devil who's a lot of fun. Mm. If, if a good year... And Tim Curry devil hanging around. If his uncle was the devil, that'd be pretty fun. I think I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Matchstick Men. Honestly, yeah. Like, and I, and I, Matchstick Men might be like better, but like just in terms of like, I don't know, hangout it, scenery and vacation porn. You know, it's it's interesting. They're not his best movies, but it's always nice to see Ridley Scott try to, like, you know, do something outside of his, like, you know, strengths. Yeah, and I think, um, I think we got to go toward almost House of Gucci for his next one because he's like kind of stays in the box for the next bunch. Yeah, well, maybe the counselor. <laughs> Actually, the counselor. We'll wait. Wait I'm, till you see the counselor. I am so excited to see the counselor. I'm like genuinely like. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a little hyped about it. I'm like, uh, I n- I've never seen it. You like it a lot. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I like Cormac McCarthy. I've been, I've been on a Cormac McCarthy kick lately. But basically, I mean, Ridley, as we know, didn't phase him. He had a good mm-hmm. time in France with Russell Crowe. He made his movie. He's rocking in the free world. And he's now moving into uh, re- reuniting with Russell Crowe again and his brother's favorite actor. Denzel Washington the very next year with American Gangster and I mean if no one was hyped for a good year I can tell you this everyone was hyped for American Gangster when it came out dude yeah it was (laughs) people were freaking out I I was excited I saw it opening night I was pumped like a skeezy Josh Brolin yeah, you got John Hawks as a crooked cop. I'm like, I'm there. I'm like there, like swimwear. Oh yeah. man, absolutely. And we'll be covering that. And you know, there's no point here. <laughs> like, I don't know. The schedule's crazy with all these series and shit. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and so yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll figure but out. But we will get. We we promise we will be watching American Gangster at some point. Um, as as we mentioned, if we have convinced you to watch a good year, you know, pop open a bottle of wine, wa- drink the entire bottle, watch a good year, and then send us an email at the Academy Academy Podcast at gmail.com and give us a real good drunken rambling review of the good year. Like tell like us what so- you thought. Oh man, I just want your give us your deepest, darkest thoughts. You know, you've had that wine, you've had that Coppola wine. Yeah, and what they're gonna say is that this is a bullshit male macho, middle aged fantasy. That's the hard. That's the harder review. If you wanted to, I mean, it is. It's a hundred percent. Which it is. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's not. And that's not. Look, look, look. It is that, but it's also like. Do you want to just listen to us say that? Nah, that's boring. Come on. Also, has a nice soundtrack and like a lot of good scenery of south of France, like and a ton of beautiful people walking through it. It's like it's not like turn off your mind, man. Like just like relax, chill out. Relax, like chill out, man. Have a wine. Hang hang loose. Have some wine. Yeah, have a bread. Have a wine. Have a bread. Have a wine. Oh, what a bread. You've listened to this breezy episode. We promised to svelte like Vincent D'Onofrio and taking a Pelham one, two, three episode. And I think we've given it. We've got a svelte one here. Oh, yeah. This might be our sveltest. This might be our sveltest episode, but there's not really. I need to tell you, folks, there's not much to say about this movie. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. And honestly, you know what? Look, our last episode was like three hours. Yeah. Catch this up on like taking a Pelham one, two, three. Yeah. This is a pleasant romp. We're having fun. It's one we, movie. This is a fun little romp. Yeah, and I, I genuinely, in particular, because no one has seen. I don't. Who's who the hell has seen this movie? Like, <laughs> I'm curious what y'all have to say. Like, I, pl- dude, yeah. Anyone who's listening, please, like, just yeah, reach out. Come on, do drop it. Drop us a line if you watched a good year. You're a champion. You're yeah. Academy Academy champion. Champion of um, the month. Next week on the show. Patrick, it's your birthday mm. on the horizon. Big day. Birthday boy is here. Mon dieu. Mon dieu. Your parents did not did not choose to uh, create you. 
around Russell Crowe's birthday. Mm, thank goodness. <laughs> Actually, they did. You realize, as we are recording this, we're recording this, folks, April 5th of 2023. Russell Crowe's birthday is April 7th. Yeah, Just days away. 59th yes. birthday for our big, our big New Zealander. The Crow Man. The Crow ah, Man. Ah. Um, but for your birthday, you've chosen something uh, a, a spicy throwback. Yeah. Type deal. You said to me, you texted me, it's like, what if we watched more Al Pacino movies? Yes. There's a certain <laughs> guy. He has a you know a name that's a little it's a little different. You know, his he's a let's say um he's an artist. He's, he's a polio he's, he's an actor. He's a director. He's we actor. have we have we have watched most of I We've watched most of Al Pacino's movies at this point. Yeah. But there are a few stragglers. <laughs> we're looking at you, too, for the money. Yeah, 88 minutes. We're still looking at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, um, you decided to go with a double feature directed by James Foley. And James Foley yes. is a very interesting, um, you know, working to this day director. Mm-hmm. Um, I know on our brother sister show everything is scary they covered his movie fear with mark Wahlberg and reese witherspoon which is quite a time um he also directed the corrupter with mark Wahlberg and chow yun fat which i've been very curious about after we watched replacement killers yeah chow yun fat that is cool he directed a couple of the 50 shades movies yeah did see that that is like Uh, directing episode twin peaks directed the hannibal During an episode of Robert Altman's Gun. Uh, what? The TV series. He did um, 12 apps of House of Cards. Mm. Been around I the do. block. But we're going to be covering his two collaborations with Al Pacino. One, a well-known classic, probably the most classic Al that we missed. Yes. During our original run, which is, of course, 1992's Glengarry Glenn Ross. Mm-hmm. We've brought we brought it up many a times, but we've never actually covered it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> remarkably lesser known, 1995's Two Bits. Two Bits, a movie that's like seemingly has disappeared from the face of the earth. It yes, um, these are our two films for next week to celebrate Patrick's big birthday. Yes. In true Pacino style. Uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is on something called Freebie on mm-hmm. Amazon. So you oh, can that's uh, like so that's the new IMDB TV. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's right there. It's on Peacock as mm-hmm. well. It looks like it's on a few things. Looks like it's pretty pretty available for y'all to check out. It's also on a very nice uh, Shout Factory Blu-ray that I mm-hmm. that I own. That I recommend. Um, two bits you, is available to rent through the you know traditional providers. I rented it. I have seen two bits. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm saving it for Patrick. I'm so excited. I I haven't rented. I haven't watched it yet, but I haven't rented. I've I've, I've given the two the the two bits to watch two bits. <laughs> two bits, but it, you know due to inflation. Thanks, Biden. It's three ninety nine. When I was a kid, 
It only costs two bits to rent something. Now it's two bits is a deeply when I was a kid movie. So <laughs> and Joe Biden, more like Joe Brandon. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. He ruined comedy too. Ruined <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Brandon, he's, he created the woke virus yeah, <laughs> in a lab. And then the week after that, get ready for this, the return mm-hmm. of David Fincher. You want it darker. We're going to be taking a look at the game the oh, week after man. that. I'm so excited for that one because like, haven't seen it. I've heard it's really good. I love Michael Douglas. And I know our boy, James Rebhorn, is in it. James Rebhorn is in it. And uh, Sean Penn of Carlito's Way fame is Ooh. in it. Um, and um, it is available currently on Stars for Star subscribers out there. But also, you know, you can rent it through all the normal services. And it is available in a very classy, very slickly packaged Criterion collection blu-ray mm. Mm. which i of course do own as well because i'm a Hell degenerate yeah. <laughs> oh man hey you know what we've talked there are more degenerate than you sir <laughs> mm. i could be a wine guy that is true <laughs> funny thing about people the big wine people wine is the best way to cover up alcoholism because it's classy mm. i drink a bottle of wine a night but it's good it's like I said that about Jack Daniels. You call me an alcoholic. <laughs> you call me like a degenerate. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah why, why is very like we we Jen has had a real taste for Italian food lately, so we've been going out Ooh. for some nice Italian food. Nice. And um, you know, she's got some glass of wine with it. And she's like, All right, we gotta stop. I'm starting to get used to this. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> like She's not a she's not a drinker, but it's like when you go to a Italian restaurant, it's part of the package. You kind of usually people have a have a wine. You gotta have a single wine. But I will say this, Patrick, if we ever start that Patreon, that's where the money's going. It's gonna send us to France. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, dude, we're a hundred percent. We're getting like fun Thomas Bahamas. We're going to France. We're going to ride bikes, like tandem bikes together. Oh, yeah. We're going to eat all the bread. We're going to drink we're, all the wine. We're hanging out. We're reading Graham Greene together. We're both like, you know, oh, the comedians. What an excellent novel. My family is going to be very, very concerned as to where I went. <laughs> where's, where's my son? <laughs> I did when I um I was younger. The one and only time I went to France, I went with my brother. And... um. I had just gotten out of like a long-term relationship, so I was in very like, "Whoa, whoa, was me?" Oh yeah, that's true. Sad, we've sad been there, and yeah. I um was fully prepared to not come back. If only like a older French woman had decided oh, to dude. take just to take me in and adopt me. But yeah, a good year, not a, a good year. year. It's a great it's year. Hundred eighteen minutes. It's, it's okay. It's a, yeah. Oh, we forgot. There's so many stupid wine puns in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of wine puns. Tom Hollander. He's all right. <laughs> he's okay. He's a good he's, egg. Good grape. He's a good egg. He's a good egg. He's a good grape. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That was a good year. What a weird yeah. one. Strange one. It's odd a bird. Really, odd, sticks out like a sore thumb. So, yeah. um, on that note, let's uh, bottoms up. 
grab your hat, grab your Tommy Bahama shirt. Thomas Bahamas. <laughs> Light up your cigar or your pipe. And uh, for Patrick, I'm Don. We'll see you next week on the Academy Academy. Checkmate. Hey Joe, viens dire bonjour, t'en mourras pas. Moi je rentre à l'heure qui me plaît. J'ai même plus de montre, j'ai tout mon temps. Ce qui m'attend chez moi, je le sais, rien qu'un lit froid sans personne dedans. Hey Joe, si on parlait...